Hello NRL fans, welcome back to the NRL Rewind Podcast. I'm your host Matt Nwoski. Welcome to another off-season solo pod. Today we're talking a bit of draft, a bit of Supercoach draft, because as we've been talking through getting ready for the off-season pods and the season previews, and I have noticed a glaring, glaring problem for drafters. This is specifically if you're in a 12-man league, uh, which I think, you know, most is 10 to 12, but let's just say 12 is the standard. I don't think we have 12 players worthy of a first-round pick. That is my hot take here. Now, normally when we do these, I look even back at last year, there was discussions to be had. This year is entirely different. This year, I have got only five legit first round picks. I think that five is pretty clear. I'm not breaking any news here. I think Nathan Cleary, Nico Hines, James Tedesco, Cameron Munster, Latrell Mitchell, they are the out and out. Nothing leading into the season would have you question they are first round pick. I think in a draft league, if that is not the top five, it's pretty shocking. And I think those are the five, again, barring injury, any off-field incidents that, you know, takes them out of games. These are the five where if you're doing a draft order and you're a top five pick, I think you're pretty set you're going to get one of those five guys. The rest of the first round, so that's only five out of 12 picks settled. From pick six to 12, I've got questions. So let's just talk through it. There are two guys that would be in this conversation and the top seven picks would be set. But injuries, of course, play a part in our game. I'm talking about Ryan Pappenhausen and Tom Travojevic. So if they're fit, they're both in debate for first overall. Can both win you draft comms, can carry you through a classic season. But the problem right now, Ryan Pappenhausen coming off multiple injuries in multiple seasons. Same thing for Tom Travojevic and obviously the latest news that Tommy Turbo has done his, his hammy again. Uh, it's a grade two from what we've seen. He should be back for the start of the season, but you did not want to have any more scar tissue on that hamstring. Unfortunately, that's what it is. Right, Pappenhausen, obviously, you know, concussion worries. He's had a couple of, you know, minor niggly injuries. And then, obviously, the brutal, brutal knee collision that basically shattered his kneecap. Um, that is where he is right now. So I think those two would be in that discussion. But right now, it's a huge risk. I think if you're in that first round and you're picking outside of the top five, if you're anywhere from six through to 12, it's not going to be very hard to talk yourself into it. I think you could say, you know, even if I get 14 to 15 rounds here, um, you know, I could steal a lot of victories, especially if you're in a captain's league. Um, you could steal a lot of victories there on their, you know, on their okay games will still be better than a lot of players left who we're going to talk about here. So I've got them slotted in right now at six and seven. Pappenhausen just above of Turbo. I've got Turbo at seven, which is potentially going to look very silly. But I think that's the top seven. I think you've got five very, very clear-cut guys. The top, I think it is definitely a top five draft this year. And then pick six and seven, I think anyone who is in those spots, you might have to go the risky play and grab those two guys. Because if you're now talking them in double digits, again, I remember we had similar concerns about Turbo a couple of seasons ago. 
he went, I think, 12th in our league or 13th, and the guy ended up winning the comp. So it's definitely one of those players that can win your comp if you've got that turn. So let's take those seven guys out now. Let's say Puppy and Turbo, we're going to slot them in at six and seven. Now, to pick eight to 12 gets interesting. I think a lot of people would go, Matt, where's Harry Grant in all this? I've got him next at number eight, but, you know, I, I understand the the logic. There's no Brandon Smith going to take minutes away. It's really tiring. Wish I was the only guy behind him. I'm just a bit nervous of the of the workload and the, the, the slender body, you know, a couple of niggly injuries already. Look, I think he's a great player, and if I'm at number eight, I'm probably going to go Harry Grant, but there's some other options I could potentially go to thinking that, you know, I can get value in other places. I think Hooker is going to be one of those ones this year. Once you get past the top really three or four, between five to 12, there's not much of a difference. So if you look at that position scarcity and go, just give me the best guy there, it could work. Um, but it could also mean that you could get value in other places. I think Damian Cook at nine. So I think the two hookers will go straight away. Um, do I believe that's the way it should be? Not necessarily. Again, I think there are some other positions where you can get some good value, but I understand those two going off. So now we've got nine. This is where I really, really struggle with, 10 to 12, because I've got a bunch of guys here that could really be in that slot. Um, look, I'll, I'll basically listen. I've got six guys here where I think they could be the... Um, I've got seven. Let's go seven. So you've obviously got... I've got Mitch Moses. I've got Matt Burton. I've got Jerome Hughes. Daly Cherry Evans. They're the spine players. I've got two forwards. I've got Payne Haas and I've got Isaiah Papali'i. And I've got one center in Val Holmes. I think that's the that's the logical next kind of six to seven players that would fill up that slot. And do I feel great about any of them being a first round pick? I would love this to be like the NFL and you can kind of trade out of that and, you know, pick up an extra second and third. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the case. So, look, going through them each, Mitch Moses, great team, goal kicker, great season last year, has a very big scoring, has a, big, a little bit of a low score. I think Matt Burton is getting to the same point where you have some monstrous games, especially with the goal kicking, but he also has got a couple of low ones in him. I think the safer options with slightly less higher floors is Cherry Evans and Jerome Hughes. Uh, I think Jerome is definitely going to make his way into the top 12. I think no doubt in my mind in our league, he will go in that slot. I think the two forwards, Isaiah Papali'i, I think a lot of guys, even though he hasn't, got, he's not going to have the jewel this year, it's only going to be two uh, RF. I think a lot of guys will be sucked in. Uh, even with the unknown of that Tigers team, I think his kind of game carries where he could still be a really, really good guy. Again, if you're in a captain's league, is he going to give you that first round ceiling that you need? Potentially not, but we'll see what that is. Same goes with Payne Haas. But the most interesting guy to me is Val Holmes. I think this Cowboys team is going to be special again this year. I think he's going to be kicking a lot of goals. I think he's going to get more and more involved with the attack. I think they've used him really well, really from about two-thirds of the way through the season. I think halfway on, um, he was obviously in that center spot, but he was he had a bit more of a license to roam. Um, they obviously attacked his side a little bit more through the rest of the season. I think Val Holmes is going to be, if you're in that 10, 11, 12, I could really go see myself going Val Holmes with one of those picks and then picking up any of Moses, Burton, Hughes, DCE with the second pick. Whoever falls. If you, Let's say you're at 10. You could go Val Holmes at 10, 
lend this, let's just say Moses goes 11, let's say DC goes 12, Hughes goes 13, let's say one of the forwards goes, because I think a forward will get taken, and whoever you're left with, you can go there. I think picks, you know, 10, 11, 12 will be very tricky this year. I think you're going to have to have a guy, you're going to have, you can get two guys that you can captain every week. I think one of the guys will be a very low floor potential, um, but you can always just go on matchups and see who you want to play there. But as you can see, that's just talking about our top 12. It's, I feel like there's more questions. I feel like that top five pick this year is going to be immense. I think, you know, getting Cleary, Hines, Teddy, Munster, or Latrell just gives you a bit of safety. Um, you know, pick six, seven, eight, nine. You know, you got your hookers. You got the two injured fullbacks. And then that run of halves. I think that run of halves on fives, eight, you know, throw Dylan Brown in there as well. I think there's going to still be a lot of love for Cody Walker. I think the Adam Dewey love is going to be ridiculous this year. Again, we don't know what this Tigers team is going to look like. There's just a lot, a lot of question marks. And I think kind of going through the prep here, I think if you're picking one to five, I think you're set. Six to nine, you've kind of got an idea. Ten to 18, really, I think is going to be a bit of a, a crab shoot. I think it's going to be, you know, a lot of guys trying to hit that 21 in blackjack, and there's going to be a lot of guys busting. So... Again, guys, we'll leave it there. It's going to be very, very interesting. If you're a draft player, I'd love to hear your take. I think it's going to be a very, very fascinating draft for a lot of comps out there, especially the bigger uh, team pools. So we'll keep talking about draft, keep talking about Supercoach and NRL throughout the offseason. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. We'll hear from you soon. Cheers.